Having a job doesn't make you a failure. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Snap! We are here trying to help stimulate the middle class with music. Stop pressing CDs. What is the reason people don't hit publish? Fear. Consistent quality content. Did you know that uh, Vance and I want to answer your questions? We do. It's true. Hashtag ask Tom and Vance. Or you can call, what's the number? You can call 615-682-1811. And when you call, leave your name and the city you're from and your question and we'll play it on the show. Yeah, we will. And answer it for you. As long as your question's not weird. Yeah, don't be weird. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're doing video again. So the first two episodes, <laughs> the video is hilarious, but we are a DIY show here. So it's constantly evolving. We're constantly trying to figure out how to get better at our craft. And the important part is you are here for the journey. So you get to see all of the hiccups and frustrations and hilarity uh, as we go forward. Hopefully one day, <laughs> fans will stop doing that. And also... <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll look back on this and be like, God, you remember those first few episodes when we first started video, how terrible they were? Man, honestly. Swinging jib and like production crew. We're going to fly in. (laughs) We're going to fly in. I'm naming it and claiming it. We're going to have pyro by like season four. Uh, (laughs) Like the campaign when Will Ferrell comes in with the guitar. (laughs) Floating down. No, I think people forget this. The journey is the fun part. Like... Everybody thinks they want to win and, like, get to the end goal. But as soon as you get there, you're like, well, what's the next thing? The journey's the fun part. Welcome to the journey of the Music Stuff Show. Season two. I like the two cameras, though. I'm going to do a lot of weird stuff (laughs) with this. It's like Conan (laughs) O'Brien. Dude, what was the uh, little chipmunk or the gopher, like the dramatic... Uh, oh, yeah, it was the dramatic gopher... Groundhog? Something like, was it groundhog? Some burrowing yeah. animal. It was like the early stages of the internet when memes were just starting. ba 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 Yep. We'll cut that in right now. Oh, I know we're here now, but I refuse, after all of our episodes, whatever we're on now, to not have an episode... Where I let the world know. Hello! (laughs) We're going to go back to audio, I think. We're (laughs) We're here now. We're here now. This is fun, guys. Lord almighty. We're doing t-shirts one day. We will print t-shirts one day that say hello with like a thousand O's. It'll just be a block of O's and Mm. it'll be H-E-L-L and then all O's. If you're a designer sitting out there listening and want to give back to the show, maybe design a hello shirt. We'll rep it. We'll find somebody that'll print that. Oh, yeah. And then it'll end up right here around my chesticles. And your boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a fact today? I do have a fact. Oh, God, hit me with it. Did you know, uh, I normally have my phone to read these off of, so I'm doing this off the dome today. Did you know uh, San Francisco cable cars are the only moving national monument? Interesting. Right? 
somebody was like, we should make this a national monument. It's true. And then they did. So what about these cities who are building, like, cable cars back in? Like, I think St. Louis is doing that at this point. Well, they should have, back in. should have been there from the jump. I guess so. See, that's why you don't quit in the middle. It's true. you got to keep after it. It's true. And then you can be San Francisco. Or as they call it, the city, right? Is it the city? I think that's what they call it over there. I... The city. Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time in San Francisco. Me neither. I've been. It's I've, dope. I like it. I've but... had brunch there once on my <laughs> way to the airport. <laughs> the brunch was good, though. Good. Good. So what are we talking about today? Having a job doesn't make you a failure. Oh. Is that what we're talking about? Snap! I thought that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what we're talking okay, about. Okay, cool. Man, Tom, it makes me feel like sometimes I'm wrong. Because he's got jokes, y'all. I do stuff. So, yeah. Let's get into this. Uh, this conversation started, um, we were talking about how Terry Crews on Twitter came to the defense of... We love you, Terry. Um, oh God, I forgot his name. But the fellow who used to work on uh, the Cosby show, and I think it was the Cosby show, anyway, spotted Trader Joe's having a job. Um, and he's an actor, he's in the entertainment business. And we were like, man, this totally applies to us. The second thing that applied, that made us think to do this was, was a question you read on like a Facebook group. Yes. Right? Can you recount that? Yes. Basically, the whole shtick was like, oh, I've got a job that I'm cool with and I'm into, but I also just got this opportunity to play with this artist. And I, it's basically the, seems like it could be the perfect gig for me, but I've never done uh, the touring thing, so I'm a little nervous. And, you know, how do I make money when I'm not on the road? Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of the gist of it. Yeah. I will say, for the people that didn't know, let's give a little context to the uh, Cosby story. Okay. Uh, because I think it's gross, and I yeah. think people shouldn't be assholes. And I can get on board with that. Uh, <laughs> so basically, again, totally paraphrasing here. Dude, that we don't remember his name. Sorry. Uh, sure That's you were what the great. show notes are for. That's right. Uh, basically, was successful actor at some point. Maybe still is. I'm not really sure. I didn't know the guy. Uh, but he was spotted having a job at Trader Joe's uh -huh. bagging groceries. And then a particular news outlet uh, broke a story basically saying that uh, he had lost it, was in shambles, whatever, you know, couldn't make it anymore because now he had to bag groceries. Essentially saying like, oh, you suck, you don't have it anymore, you can't really do what you do because now you've got to have what outwardly feels like basic right. job that are for plebs. And <laughs> right. then the internet, uh, Terry Crews in particular, uh, came to his back and basically told those people to screw themselves. Uh -huh. And he was like, straight out of the NFL, <laughs> I took a job mopping floors. And he's yep. like, I'd take a job mopping floors tomorrow if I had to to provide for my family. Yep. Uh, and there's no shame in that. I think, I don't know if this is the same in other countries, because we have people that follow us from all over the globe, which we love you guys. We care about you. Yeah. Tell us what y'all's perspective Trending is in the on... UK. Yeah, shout out to you guys, UK. We Come made it to now. like top 200. Yeah. What, what? <laughs> um, but I, I think especially in America, because we're like, 
you can do anything you want here. You can be yeah. as successful as you want to be. Like, the world's your oyster. You have all the opportunity in the world of capitalism, blah, blah, blah. Uh, which I think is great. I yeah. think we have the... the and it's true. There is so much opportunity. 100%. Yeah. But I think, unfortunately, we get so far on the, like, if you don't make it to the, you know, 1% or make a million dollars or do this crazy thing, then you failed. Right. Which I don't agree with. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, number one, priorities change. And number two, like, it is never shameful to provide for your family. It is certainly not shameful to, you know, prioritize paying your bills and keeping your lights on and being a responsible human being and taking care of your basic needs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not Pretty a negative much. thing. And if you're out there telling people that that's a bad thing, screw you. You're a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. There's this mentality, especially in the art, in the culture of artists and creators, that like you have to you have to only do the one thing that you do, and if you earn money doing anything else, you're not truly um, like in our case a musician. So like, are you a, are you a professional musician? Yeah. Is that all you do? Like, how often have I heard? How do that you pay question? your bills? Yeah. Is that all you do? Or yeah. Or how do you pay your bills? It's like, well, I I only do music or I drive for Lyft and I do music or I wait tables in, you know, in the wintertime. Like, dude, there's no shame in getting a job. Yep. There's no shame in having and keeping a job while you're a musician. Like, revenue, when it comes to your business, solves so many of your problems. Like, revenue. Pay Cash your bills. Flow, yes. Like, dude, take it where you can get it. Cash is king. For real. Like, if you two are hard like in the summertime, but you're only busy in like June, July, and August. Dude, I would hustle my ass off for the other like nine months out of the year and make as much money as I can so that I can have fun touring and not being not be worried about like how much money I'm making on the tour. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. Just this idea of that you have to only do the one thing is ridiculous to me. I... I it's so counterintuitive to the people who actually win. The people who actually win at like being business owners and creators and just at life are the people who will go out and get a buck wherever they can. Like selling stuff you don't use on eBay, going and driving for Lyft and Uber, going and getting a bartending job. Like music is historically, especially touring, slow. And, and recording, it's slow in, in uh, December and January. Dude, go ten bar during the holiday season. There yeah, is man. no shame in that. Why the hell wouldn't you? 100%. Dude, people are out drinking and partying and tipping like crazy. Go get your money. Make that paper, boo boo. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't. It just it bothers me too. The idea that like, that it's, I, it's a stigma that I would love to see change, mm -hmm. and I think it will ultimately change because I think that the the uh, like the hustle has always been sort of like romanticized. Uh, but not to the degree that the internet is now giving uh, it power to do so. Mm -hmm. Like the internet's really giving everyone a glimpse into the fact that, like, oh yeah, I can hustle and it's cool. I mean, there's certainly the other side of the internet where it's like, look at this new watch I bought with my $500 and stupid shit like that. But like, <clears throat> like working hard is becoming cool again, especially because like the internet, while it's the great. Um, like field leveler it's also the great differentiator because the people who are winning are the people who are putting in the time and the people who are putting in the work so work is the thing that speaks the loudest so 
if you are willing to put in the work, like I think that that's going to continue to be more and more romanticized and looked favorably upon. Um, like I think it's also like we're just we're going to get more of a glimpse behind the curtain of like we can't go back in time and see like how Michelangelo made money when he wasn't paying the Sistine Chapel, mm-hmm. right? There's no like maybe maybe there's stuff in history books that I don't know about. I'm sure there probably is, but like there's no this. Like this doesn't exist. We can't go back and watch Michelangelo talking about how like hey, I didn't get any commissions to get painted for this year, so I had to like bake bread. Also, I could be totally off base here. I didn't study art history, but things that you hear in passing. Is it Michelangelo or was it one of the other like huge historical renaissance names that uh, was actually super, super rich and just played the poor artist thing because it like sold better <laughs> into yeah. his aesthetic? It was, either, it was either Michelangelo or Da Vinci, I think. One of those guys literally was like hella rich. Yeah. And... I'm trying to remember who it was. It might have been Michelangelo, which makes everything I just said like completely irrelevant. But um, I don't know. The point still stands for for just artists in general. Also, I do think to kind of tackle on the hustling addiction, which I think there is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? I don't think it's bad. I f- actually fully support hustling. I think people should work hard for the things that they want. Yeah. And like you get out what you put in. Fully subscribe to that idea. But I also think people forget the why. Like, why are you hustling? Because if you forget the why, you're just running Mm -hmm. in a little hamster wheel. Like, and that's fine. Like, if you're 22 and you have zero responsibilities and no significant other and no kid and no house and, you know, no whatever, like, that's a great season to just stack paper, like, and do what you got to do and burn yourself out. But I think for us, in the perspective that we have, Tom and I both have wives. Tom has a kid. You know. Shout out T4. What up? I'm just going to keep doing this at the camera all the time because it doesn't look douchey. Pew, 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 pew. You know, so for us, like, when I was 22, I could play music, make zero dollars, uh-huh. and, like, you know, eat 75 cent tacos. Dude, and if, can I interject on that please. one second? If I wish I could go back to myself at 22 and say, hey, dumbass, save every penny you make. Because I didn't do that, and I cannot tell you what a better position I would be in now if I had not, like, gone out for beers and gone to happy hour and stayed late after the show. Like, God, I wish I could go back and just save every single dollar that I made. I would do it in a heartbeat. I would. I would. I would miss out Bro. on all of the, like, fun the, and the partying and all that. Dude, I'd be a millionaire by now. <laughs> the, this isn't a joke. Like, me and my buddy Jordan, we literally have this conversation probably once every month to six weeks. Like, legitimately comes up yeah. talking about how, not even all of it. Like, if we had saved about 20% of what we yeah. spent on drinking and partying Dude. on when we were younger... The amount of yeah. money I would have to invest in projects that I'm working mm-hmm. on now that I have to just bust ass yeah. to now find the money to make them work. If you're 21 and you're listening to this show right now, I'm not telling you to party. 
I'm also not your dad. So do what you got to do. But if you feel like there's this piece of you that you've got to get out because you want to feel cool and be a rock star and party and whatever, like, do what you got to do. That said, just take 20%. Like, if you are going to spend $100 on your bar tab this weekend, just spend 80 Yeah. I'm not even saying don't do it. Just whatever that is, take 20%, bury it. Yep. Just don't even look at it. Yeah. And then, just like leave it there till you're like 29, 29 right now. I promise you, every time you go out, if you just take two out of every $10 yeah. and just put it away, just for, pretend it was your bar tab, mm -hmm. pretend you spin it, I promise you, you will thank me and Tom so hard, like eight years from now, because of the amount of money you'll have to invest into whatever the band or project or thing mm -hmm. that you're working towards, and you would have still had fun. Yeah. Like, that's literally... That, there's two sides. Well, it's the same side of the coin. Anyway, there's two things. That, and then I would strongly encourage anybody who's young to get up at the same time every day and get up at a like reasonable time. Don't sleep. Like, if you have a show at midnight... Which I think is ridiculous that those even exist. But They're that's awful. Another episode. Honestly, screw you guys that are still doing so shows dumb. at midnight. If you have a show at midnight and you don't get home till three o'clock, still get up at nine. Get up at nine and drive for Uber, or get up at nine and go wait tables, or whatever you got to do. Like, I strongly recommend like trying to find uh, a job or another source of income outside of music that lets you have flexible hours. If, if that is an opportunity or if that's available to you, I strongly recommend you do that. Um, but Which, of course it is. You have the internet. Dude, go buy... You stuff. have the internet. Buy stuff in China and sell it on the internet, but get up at 9 a.m. and start doing that all day. Or, like... Whatever. Don't... You know, I've heard college kids and, you know, kids kind of around that age... Uh, think they're too cool for this. Mm -hmm. Go freaking manage somebody's social media like for some company Dude, yeah. which no you're not gonna make tons and tons of money doing it but it's something that you can basically do in your sleep and somebody that's my parents age doesn't want to deal with mm -hmm. like but there's kids out there that are like ah, oh, i literally i talking to this kid the other day and they didn't want to take a job because they were like oh i got a degree and then i'd have to do social media when like really i want to be the director person yeah that director person's been there for 15 years <laughs> you gotta like prove that you add value oh, to what's yeah. going on you don't get to go in and manage bro it's like cousin eddie on uh, christmas vacation Man. he's holding out for a management position <laughs> i digress but i do agree with tom i yeah. And I'm not saying that you have to get up when we get up, like, because I pretty much get up at 6.30. It is funny how yeah. times change. There was a season where I wouldn't get up before 11 or 12 every day of my mm -hmm. life. And then your responsibility shift. And the reality is the amount of work I get done before 9 or 10 a.m. is so exponential to the work oh that comes God. after that. Dude. Because no one's messing with you. Yep. No one's, like, hitting you up for your attention. And all the other people are asleep. Yeah. So you actually have so much time. So if you're like, man, I really want to pursue this band, or like, oh, I don't have time to write, or oh, I don't have time to you know, work on recording, or oh, we don't have time to practice. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Get up earlier. Do right. you own a Netflix subscription? <laughs> because if you own a Netflix subscription, right. but you don't have time, 
something doesn't add up. Yep. Priorities, man. Sorry. Tangent. <laughs> All that to say, having a job outside of making music is not a bad thing. In fact, I would argue that it's a very good thing. Uh, I, I would even argue that you should have a job outside of your craft as a musician until your schedule or your income from music literally won't allow you to do so. Like, I, I, this is terrible. Like, we're filming on our phones today. We're trying this out, right? Uh, so we don't have our little devices to look things up so that we can, like, have the information off the cuff. Makes you realize how little you actually know. It's true. But anyway, I don't remember his name, but the guitarist for Boston worked uh, in like IT or for a computer company like Xerox something uh, <clears throat> when the band was getting off the ground. And he kept that job and would take sabbaticals to go on tour for years. And like they ended up like selling millions of records and he still had his job in IT and was going on sabbatical to go on tour until finally his boss was like, dude, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he was like, man, I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to put all, you know, all my stock and music working out. Like, I want to make sure I have a stable job. And he's like, I think it's fine. I think you can probably just do the music thing. Man. And so I don't think he was fired, but I think his boss was like, please just go ahead and quit. Like, you're wasting your time coming here. Which now you can survive even longer. Right. Because the internet. You can work on the road. And what here's you, the thing. What do you think I do? <laughs> Tom, how many jobs do you have at any one given time? Oh, my God. Several. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Still. And I still get up at a reasonable hour. Like, the reason I, the reason I am in uh, Tonic and not another band that called me beforehand is because I had the luxury of saying no to things I didn't want to do. Because... I worked my butt off to have enough income so that I didn't have to take the first call that came in because I needed the money. Like, when I got the call to be in Tonic, I was legit pumped because I actually wanted to be in the band. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh, good, money. It's like, oh, good, something I want to do. Yep. Like, I got other phone calls between the time I stopped touring when I got married and the time I started touring again when I joined Tonic. But I said no to all of them because it was stuff I didn't want to do, and I and but I got, I could say no because I didn't need the money. Would like obviously I'll take money wherever I can get it. That's what we're telling you to do. However, you get to be strategic about the professional decisions you make when you have enough money coming in from other things. Like be smart about revenue. Revenue as a business solves almost all of your problems, and you are. As a personal brand and as a band, as an artist, you are a business. Go back and listen to that episode. Like, it solves a lot of your problems. So there's no shame in having a job. None. Having a job is super freaking cool because you get to provide for yourself and your family. When all your buddies, no matter if they play for platinum artists or bar bands, when they're out getting drunk until 3 in the morning and acting like freaking losers and you're getting up and hustling and make twice the amount of money they do every year and you get to do what you want to do and make music dude that's freedom and that is cool it's also the reality again no internet with no phone since we're recording with our phones uh to pull up a strong example of this but i've heard so i feel like it's such a thing like if you think about iconic bands like 
in the Boston era, like bands that have been around, you know, 20, 30, 40 years that aren't just starting out as an indie thing. Mm-hmm. If you look at those bands, there are always people, there's one or two of the guys that never have money, yeah. usually tied to a drug addiction, mm-hmm. but maybe not, just bad with money because they made a bunch of money and then they spent a bunch of money. Then there's always one or two dudes in that band that has so much money and it's not from the music. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, that's they, so true. They made that's all their totally true. They made all their initial money yeah. or, you know, a big chunk of their money to right. be able to then, you know, invest into other places. It's like Schwarzenegger being a millionaire before he ever appeared on screen just because he invested in real estate like a boss. Dude, like he was wealthy before he ever moved to acting. <laughs> he didn't need it. He did, and that gave him the luxury to like not have to make a ton of money and do what he wanted to do. Yeah, man. There, I think there is a happy balance. And again, all this stuff always comes back to like, what's your goal? Like, there's a mm-hmm. reason we drive that home so much because the answer isn't the same for everybody. What I am looking for in terms of success and providing for my family versus what Tom's looking for in terms of providing for his family and success, what you are looking for, those are not going to always be the same answer. Mm-hmm. But if you at least know what that is, that allows you to dictate and that allows you to determine how hard do I need to hustle to get what I really want. Totally. Like, what's that number? How do I mm-hmm. hit that number? Yeah. There's also like a freedom in not being stressed about money. Uh, yeah. I think you can hustle and go too hard and get addicted to making money. Sure. To where, you know, it's just a game at that point. You don't need it and mm-hmm. you will work yourself to death because you just want a little bit more. Yeah. But I think more realistically for our audience, you're probably on the other side where you're stressed about money and you're constantly having to deal with that. Here's the thing, you know, you can't do every job. Like not everything will be cohesive with trying to be a musician, but there are enough ways that you can make money using your skill sets, whether that's involved with working with people, whether that's creative outlets and other things you do, you know, whether that's working from your laptop, whatever those things are, to where if you have the security of, I know I can pay my bills. Yeah. Like, I will say, like, for me, like, front half of my 20s, I spent a lot of time working in restaurants. And it was fine. Like, Mm -hmm. was it sexy? No. But it also was a very stress-free time in terms of music because I was doing a gun-for-hire thing. I played with a lot of different people. And when I showed up at my job, I worked my ass off. And because I worked my ass off, my bosses were super cool Mm -hmm. about letting me have the time off that I wanted and needed when shows were up because they're like, oh, when he's here, he's here. He shows up when he says he's going to show up. He works hard. He makes customers happy. And like, I went all in on that. And because of that, they had no problem anytime I was like, hey, I need this week off or I need these four days off because we're going here. I'm going out for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And was never an issue. I always had enough money to pay my bills. And, you know, and that's when I wasn't even like really trying to be smart financially. That was like, I was still spending way too much money, but it was still never a problem because like had a job. And because I had a job, it allowed me to do the stuff I really wanted to do with my time. Right. And that's okay. Yep. (laughs) I will say to... Not that it's not the same answers, but to touch on the kid from the internet that is scared more of the security. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts towards that? Uh, you can always get a job. 
don't like. First of all, don't watch the news ever. Uh, but <laughs> definitely don't pay attention. <laughs> Seriously, uh, don't don't ever watch the news. But if, if you do, don't pay attention to them. Anything they say about jobs ever. Uh, there are always jobs for people who are ready to work. It may not be sexy, it may not be glamorous, but you can always, always go get another job. If you quit some job tomorrow that makes 50k a year, uh, you may not be able to go back and make 50k a year at that exactly at that exact same job, but you can go get another job. Like you can all, just you can always get a job. So don't be afraid of quitting a job and not having the security. If that if it, if if you quit and you're pumped and things don't go well and six months later you're like crap I'm out of money, then you can go get another job and do that. End of story. I agree. I to package that a different way. Don't be above humility. Because yeah. really the only people I know that have ever been like, I can't get a job, those people can't get a very specific job that they think they deserve. Mm, amen. Entitlement. It has nothing That's to do with there. can you get a job. Anybody with a pulse yeah. can have a job at a restaurant in three days. Yes. If you, may you might not be the first one. or busting tables. You may not be the sexy bartender shaking drinks. Which we both did for a season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, emphasis on sexy, by the it way, was. when we were doing it. It was. It was obviously. true. It was good luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think that's my thing. You can get a job. Yeah. Don't be a... If you need money, don't be above a job that gets the job done. Yeah. Get out there, pay your bills, so that you can freaking get out there and do what you really want to do. Yep. And that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. I think it's a good place to stop. I agree, Tom. So let's, uh, like we're doing every week now, let's check out a question from one of you. Ask Tom in advance. Boo! It's question time. Ask Tom in advance. <laughs> we're so oh. weird. I love it. The 90s cartoon. Oh. You ready for it? Yeah. All right. Today's question coming in hot from the interwebs. This is from Craig. Coming out of Manchester, across the pond, UK. What up? Woot woot. Glad to see some friends on the other side. Yeah. Anywho, all right. A really good cover band has asked me to join as lead singer, but I'm currently trying to build an original band. I've only got a lead guitarist at the moment, so what do I do? I don't have a job as I'm earning money from playing acoustic gigs at the moment, but I feel I could learn a lot from this experienced cover band and also earn some good money. Tough one, but I judge or trust your judgment. I say join the cover band. 100%. Because if you are a singer and you are in an original band, being out singing more is only going to help your cause. Uh, if it ever gets to a point where you have to choose one or the other and you don't have the time to do both, then you can make that decision when you get there. But right now, if you have the time, A, you're out there doing more work, which is what you want to be doing, which is singing, playing songs. And B, it's more income. And you get to line your pockets more doing the thing that you like to do without needing to go get a 9-to-5 job. So it's a double win, in my opinion. Fact. Tom home run 
Uh, the only thing to add to that is let's celebrate the fact that you don't have a job. We, uh, if you're already making money playing music, shout out to you. Yeah. You're a step ahead of the rest. Uh, but no, I completely agree. You're making money playing music. Nothing's stopping you from making an original band. And honestly, like, I think it's kind of an archaic thought to only do one band. Yeah, I agree like, with that. I don't think you can start eight bands at one time. But I don't think there's any reason, you know, as long as you're intentional and upfront and communicate mm -hmm. well, that you're like, cool, here's this one band I do. I have this other band that I'm in when that band's not playing. And especially if you're the one steering the boat on the originals, there's no reason that you can't book things or constantly try and grow that and write for that or maybe do shows when you're not playing gigs, making money with a cover band. Yeah. And, and your chops are going to get insane. And they're both kind of two separate sides of the, the, of the coin, like, because... The original band is going to take more energy, more creativity, more input from you to make it happen. And the cover band is more of a repetition of something that already exists. So you get to work out your chops with the cover band without mm -hmm. sacrificing a lot of your creative energy that you can then pour into your originals band. Join the band. Yeah.